I'm Victoria Doherty, and welcome to the cold. Cold is the way revenge is best served, the way a war was fought, and the way a story should be told. And for our intents and purposes, it is the Storyteller's Church because, well, not only because I record this usually on Sundays, but also because we just kind of pick apart all things story. Um, We talk about family lore. We talk about the stories we read, the stories we write, the stories that really have an impact on our lives and on our spirits. And, but this week, (laughs) this week I've been thinking about productivity and creativity a lot, the way they intersect, mainly, mainly because the three primary obstacles to my work-related flights of fancy celebrated Mother's Day with me last Sunday. Now, I can't even count how many times I've had to put away a manuscript, often just when the juices were really starting to flow, because, you know, one of my babies had a stomach bug or needed help with homework or, you know, just wanted a hug and someone to talk to. Or the times we spent our vacation days and hard-earned dollars on the beach or at a theme park instead of, you know, an interesting locale and a potential set piece for a story in progress. No role, no role is more conditional than motherhood if you're doing it right. And on any given day, at any hour, we mothers are required to drop whatever we're doing and tend to the needs of another human or humans. Now, just this past week, my um, my rising college sophomore came home with just the nastiest cold, expecting to be treated with the same care she would have gotten as a 10-year-old. Hot tea and cuddles and soup and some company as she curled up on the couch and watched the early episodes of Grey's Anatomy. Now, I'm not going to lie. Despite having to put away my plans of getting so much done on the new noir series, noir series I'm writing, excuse me, I was in heaven. And it's scenes like that, you know, that I just, the one like, like the one that I just described that are sort of like the, the sum and substance of domesticity. Well, they're not exactly what most people envision when contemplating what the creative life is like. I mean, artists are often thought of as rebels and eccentrics with decidedly unconventional home lives. And there is some truth in that, of course. And well, I'd say most arty types are certainly individualists. I mean, as I reflect upon my own life, like especially as a young woman and some of my choices, you know, taking spur for the moment road trips all by my lonesome and joining comedy troops and, well, moving to a foreign country, for God's sake. Uh, well, a case could be made that I haven't always followed the way of the common horde. But to be honest, it never felt that way. I mean, in my experience, the road less traveled always seemed pretty full. And I met my share of like-minded people along the way. Um, so that would seem to indicate at least that the artist, that at least this artist's choices uh, 
while they weren't necessarily rebellious or even original. They were perhaps just not in line with what most of my motley crew of Midwestern homies were doing at the time. But those flights of fancy way back when, the literal and the figurative ones, they fed my imagination. They did. I mean, they introduced me to places and people and ideas that I might have never discovered had I not left home. You know, and it's not like I lived in some tiny town in the middle of nowhere and, you know, felt the urge to go to the big city. I mean, my home was the vibrant, artsy, gritty, decidedly uncommon and unsafe city of Chicago. And yet, there's no denying that just leaving home did expand my horizons, including moving to a much smaller, more rural town. Yet, when I look at the actual bones of creativity, the foundation upon which, you know, wild notions and beautiful things are built, I see less of the restless and unruly and defiant nature of the artistic process. I mean, the cultivated eccentricity and, you know, the roaming the world ethos is fun, but it's only the very tip of the creator's iceberg. I mean, it just happens to be the one the the sun shines upon the most, you know, producing this brilliant celestial glare. Now, the unsexy truth of it is that, well, being an artist isn't about being artsy at all. Like parenting, there's a lot of tedium involved. Hours upon hours of changing, fixing, and refining. It's just this colossal outpouring of love, and not just for the completed work, and all of the wonderful things that we think are going to come with that, the accolades, the sales, or or just, you know, just damn looking at something that 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 we created, you know, reading it, whatever, whatever its nature is. Now, I mean, it's, it's more, it's about the small, sometimes microscopic movements that made that work. At its core, being a creator, being an artist, is about possessing an innate sense of curiosity. Nothing more and nothing less. It doesn't require an unconventional lifestyle or hairstyle because it's not really about the quest for what's out there, the customs and geography or dress, let's say, that make us different. I mean, that can be found in your average Google search or your AI search now, right? No, it's about the drive and thirst for knowing what's within and connects us all. The fundamentals of daily life, you know, family and routine, a neighborhood walk or, well, an unexpected interruption, those are the massive, it's like the massive invisible base of everything, right, of every imagining. And they remind us that the tip of an iceberg on its own would just melt or float away to nowhere in particular. 
what we do day to day with the people in our lives does more than just ground us. of having to like give of ourselves and you know adhere to well prescriptions of obviously restrictive institutions I mean like marriage for instance is that we're pressured by those to make really important choices which in turn you know that strengthens our ability to stay a course I mean we're goaded into reflecting on why a precedent might have become a standard let's say or on the nature of a particular law Maybe the efficacy or the importance of manners. I mean, certainly the utter necessity of love. Of course, there are times when busting through the guardrails is not only called for, but feels great. And there's an energy to that, a firework. But demands and protocols, they make us think. They require something of us as individuals that, well, like the fun and the hilarity of chaos and novelty don't and can't. And, well, I mean, speaking for myself, as I look through the content of some 200 plus essays, dozens of podcasts and video diaries, a book of short stories, seven finished novels and a partridge in a pear tree. I can't see a single word or notion that hasn't been colored by the presence and needs of my family, who are without question the greater, the greatest inhibitors, rather, of my freedom, of my ability to be spontaneous, and of my ability to plan, for heaven's sake. <clears throat> They're the lens through which I make sense of the world and am endowed to have true empathy for the characters I create, you know, even the killers and thieves and players and lunatics. And well, in that way, a creator, a writer, you know, really does feel like God because we look down upon the characters we've created and we love them all and we see their place in the universe or at least in the world that we've made. So, in the spirit of this post-Mother's Day week, as we contemplate all of the things that ground us, even hold us down with what can feel like ropes and chains on some days, I, I want to encourage us all to take a moment of gratitude. Strictures can be frustrating, even infuriating, it's true. There are moments when they can feel crushing. But the truth of the matter is, when embraced and properly channeled, they can also muscle us into excellence, take us down paths of insight and ingenuity that we could have never imagined while running footloose and fancy free. And I stand by that. Um, this week, the first novel in my breath series, also called Breath, 
is going to be free for download. And it's this week only. It'll be on Amazon. It'll be uh, free for download also, I believe, at Apple and Barnes and & Noble and Kobo, I think, too. Um, so please go grab your copy or your download, rather. Um, I think it's going to be free just until May 26th during this promotion. And again, if uh, you are enjoying cold, do give it a follow. Tell your friends about it. Um, and give a starred review. Uh, thank you. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a part of the cold. And do stay cold until next time. <laughs>